This is Rivers to Resilience. The podcast where we educate, inspire, motivate and transform you and your teams on your journey to emotional resilience. We hear stories and advice from leaders and experts, allowing you to harness their wisdom with transformational, evidence-based strategies to building emotional resilience. Join accredited cognitive behavioural psychotherapist and author Martina Witter as she deep dives into all aspects of resilience building, whilst also helping you to crush stress and improve and retain your performance, productivity and profits. That's here on Rivers to Resilience. Welcome to Rivers to Resilience podcast and I'm so excited to have today's guest with us who is Carolyn Preston, a human resources consultant and practitioner with over 20 years experience of working within this field. What I'm going to do now is just hand over to her so she can share with us a little bit more about what she does. Well thank you for having me on Martina. You're welcome. I I really appreciate it. Yeah so I've worked um, in human resources and recruitment for over 20 years I started off doing this work 20 years ago because I realised I was pretty good at dealing with just about any situation that that people threw at me Mm -hmm. and it felt like a natural fit. So um, I became qualified. So I went to university and did a master's course in human resource management. Mm -hmm. And what that's led me to do now is support businesses, basically partner up with businesses. And I support them with talent management, so attracting talent employee development, all aspects of people management, introducing reward strategies, and also dealing with quite complex and sensitive employee relations matters. Mm -hmm. So a variety of different things that can support a business to work effectively with all their employees and people. I'm also a qualified leadership and management coach. I do mentoring like yourself. Yeah. And so I work doing training and development with leadership people across different organizations. And yeah, so I think I got into this role because I love developing people and seeing them flourish. And so that's where I got into human resources. I didn't know what it was called when I was at school, didn't know what human resources was. Um, but yeah, over the years I've grown and developed in my career and yeah, really love it. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And thank you yeah, for sharing about your your experience. And it sounds like you had varied, I guess, yeah, varied roles and you love developing professionals and individuals. And I wonder how that how that kind of fits with and marries with resilience in terms of mm-hmm. that skill, you know, being potentially required for individuals yeah. to develop what are your thoughts around that and yeah and, and what for, for you what does resilience mean how does it show up yeah so for me resilience is the ability to deal with whatever challenges life throws at you mm-hmm. and my job is to support people to negotiate their way through those challenges mm-hmm. and achieve their potential so yeah for me it's how to deal with a challenge, overcome it successfully without it impacting on your own well-being. Mm. And so it requires guidance, strength, Mm -hmm. self-awareness. And 
it doesn't always come naturally to people, does it? So mm. my role as a coach, as a mentor, as someone that develops senior leadership people in the business and, and partners with them to give them feedback is to ensure that they consider how to develop those skills. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. it's not something we go to school or college or university. To well, learn. no, it's not. But but the reality is, as you just said that, it, it should be part of the of the curriculum. Yeah. I, I, because there's, there's such a focus on the hard skills, but the soft skills are just as important in staying in a role, in dealing with conflict even just you know progressing through your career and then living in this 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 VUCA world there's just so much change uncertainty this that's the norm now yeah that's absolutely right and that's something I'm really really passionate about and so as a HR practitioner I've always ended up aligning myself with organizations that value education and development either of their staff mm-hmm. or actually do that so you know mm-hmm. the, the four main organizations that I've been working with most recently uh, they're related to social care and education of young people mm-hmm. my parents had a very strong work ethic I know that resonates with you I yeah. think as well yeah. so my parents had a very strong they taught me from very young that if you want something you have to put some effort in to get it mm-hmm. you know, and that hard work equals reward yeah and that builds resilience, mm-hmm. you know, you keep going till you achieve something, even though there are knocks and challenges along mm-hmm. the way, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it depends on your upbringing. It depends on your circumstances, but it's mm. not something that everyone learns. Mm-hmm. So, it's not, yeah. no. And I guess what you've just shared highlights the role of your in- environment and even social support and those who are around you and how that can influence your resilience. It can potentially help you to develop it or it can hamper it depending on how individuals how your kind of family members how they perceive it as well yeah it's whether they value it the importance of it as well yeah Um, so for me personally resilience is an absolutely essential skill that I have built up and learned over 20 years as a human Mm -hmm. resources practitioner because I see every walk of life and everything mm. that an imp- no usually it's like if in doubt ask HR so this has reached a junction where they're not sure how to progress with something mm-hmm. they consult with the HR person yeah if somebody's having a crisis or dealing with problems that are impacting on their ability to work mm. and that can be a real variety of stuff mm-hmm. and some of it can be quite intense quite sensitive Mm -hmm. and so for us to overcome all that people bring their challenges to Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. so for us to navigate our way and find solutions through all of those we absolutely have to be resilient so I think I said at the beginning the reason I kind of got into this is because I I wasn't really phased I discovered I had this kind of talent for sort of communicating my way or navigating my way Mm -hmm. through things that other people were phased by. Right, okay. Um, You know, so for example, you know, they'd come and say, oh, this terrible thing has happened. And I'd kind of go, is it really that terrible? Can Mm -hmm. we not just work through it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's resilience that I've Mm -hmm. learned over time is, you know, I think you're shaped by your experiences, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And so the more challenges you deal with, the more confidence you gain, the more natural you're building your resilience Mm -hmm. to deal with whatever comes next. Yes, yes, definitely. So it sounds like you've you've over the years and through your life experiences that you've you've developed a a resilient 
mindset. So the way that you perceive in your profession, the way that you've perceived challenges that have kind of been presented to you as a HR professional, consultant, practitioner, your kind of resilient mindset has allowed you to navigate through those situations and to resolve them, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important that you wake up each day with a or, you know, an optimistic view. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that res- resilience has allowed me to build up the skill to do that. Yeah. You know, I think later you're going to talk to me a bit more about the seven re- rivers to resilience, mm-hmm. one of which is that really is to have that positive outlook. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's not just about the strength to deal with a problem. It's also about the positive mindset and yeah. the outlook yeah. mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, everything is fixable. Yes. That yeah. is my little phrase that I yeah. use a lot. Oh, I love Everyone's that. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, it's true. You know, mm-hmm. and no matter how hard the problem might be, no matter. I mean, I've dealt with some very serious issues, you know, people that have been going through grief and overcoming mm-hmm. that to come into work. And some of the heaviest things you can imagine or trauma that people have mm-hmm. been through. And I don't want to seem trite, but everything, we, there is a solution to support yeah. people. There is a way to yeah. help them to access mm-hmm. whatever it is they need yeah. to access back, back into work or back mm-hmm. into education. Mm-hmm. And quite often, being at work or being in education is a really positive distraction. Yes. For, yeah. for, for problems. So, mm-hmm. yeah, positive mindset is really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, yeah. No, fantastic. So, how has that positive mindset allowed you to navigate throughout your career? Because based on what you've shared, Everything, all the challenges come to HR. Yes, and I guess do. you've also got to, in the midst of that, be able to protect yourself, build your yeah. resilience muscles in order to to support the the organisations that you're working with. So I just wonder how have you leveraged resilience in in the workplace and 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 also just kind of in your your personal life as well. How have you applied that and kind of developed those skills? Yeah. And I think it comes from experience, like I said before, and you don't always get it right. Sometimes I have gone home and cried. Yeah. You know, we, we were not mm. all tough all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, but it's accepting that and knowing, you know, sometimes you have a tough day. Yeah. And you've got to accept that emotion can come with that. Mm-hmm. But so long as you can manage it effectively, keep it yeah. in perspective, put that optimistic mindset back on yes it's okay to do that once in a while yeah. it's if it's if you struggle to bounce back mm-hmm. you know, then maybe it's not the job for you yeah yeah and I <laughs> yeah. love that, that you've shared that because sometimes um being tearful having a little cry can have negative connotations and it takes me back to working with the therapy side of my job yeah working as a therapist mm-hmm. and sometimes people are trying to hold it back and I can see it so I've got to kind of gently guide them into well yeah into feeling free to actually process those emotions because on the other side of that that tearfulness or crying is is a release and there's a chemical shift and actually you feel better after Mm. just shedding those tears and letting it all out and and that is that's resilience in itself because it doesn't just end does it at the at the kind of the crying stage or the processing of the emotions that's just the the journey isn't it yeah, and to be resilient, you don't have to be tough all the time or mm-hmm. strong all the time. To be resilient no. is to accept life throws challenges at yes. you, accept there's going to be difficulties, 
and just develop the skills to deal with them mm-hmm. effectively, like I say, without it affect, affecting your well-being, though, you know, in the longer term. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in my personal life, you know, I'm a very busy working mother. Mm-hmm. I don't get much time to myself. Um, you sound so, just like another guest that I was there interviewing yeah. earlier on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, busy working parent, yeah. you know, to be fair, you know, very busy working parent with responsibilities at home, demands mm-hmm. at work. And it's yeah. a juggle, isn't it? It's a juggle for, for all of us in yeah. that situation. Um, so it's essential to remain positive and strong mm-hmm. and resilient to whatever throws yeah, life throws at you. Like I, I, I said earlier, though, it's also about enabling other people to develop those skills so mm. I feel like I've spent 20 years honing my resilience skills and yeah. dealing with such a variety of challenges in my mm-hmm. work and I see that when I see it lacking in other people I feel really passionately about the fact that it's a skill people do need to develop like we said mm-hmm. earlier about the social skills and you know I couldn't do the job I do without resilience I couldn't do mm-hmm. it I provide support and guidance and development to others who are going through those issues and mm-hmm. then enabling them to uh, successfully deal with them and then support the businesses that I'm working with to flourish mm-hmm. but yeah it's not something that comes naturally to everyone you know I've, I've mentioned that about education and I honestly you said earlier I think it's something we need to teach people yeah it's part of the curriculum yes because there is personal and social education so mm-hmm. PSHE is in our curriculums for our young people in schools mm-hmm. but the ability to deal with a variety of social situations and mm-hmm. the challenges that you might face isn't something that we place enough value on you know they can mm-hmm. be taught how to do you know and I'm talking now as an employer as well as a parent but they can be taught how to do any job mm-hmm. you know you can teach people how to you know deal with customers to some degree but they've got to have the social skills and confidence to yes. do it yes. so I can say this is how you answer the phone and this is how you construct an email mm-hmm. but if they're dealing with a real life person they've got to have confidence and social yes. skills haven't yes. they but yes you know, that is something else as well mm. on top of that. And I would also just add to that, it, it's everything that you've shared, it's the, the soft the soft skills side of it. What's going to keep people in a job? That's right, yeah. Ha- having that, that, that resilience, it's not just having the knowledge of how to do the day-to-day job. That's not necessarily rewarding enough or, or sufficient because the reality is you might not get on with everyone in the yeah. workplace. How yeah. do you deal with that? Yeah, that's right. It's really important that they build the resilience and skills to deal with whether they have had a bad day, the ability to get up and go back in the next day. Yes. You know, which is again about that optimistic mindset going with resilience, Mm -hmm. you know, and to manage your own emotions and not take Mm. things too personally. Yeah. And understand when things get tough. I know you, you understand this when I say that I think a lot of the young people who've been through the pandemic haven't had the opportunities to develop those skills. Mm. We've had two years where a lot of, you know, a generation of young people have been locked in their bedrooms mm-hmm. using devices to communicate. Yeah. And they've not had the face-to-face communication and the, the, the daily challenges that that mm-hmm. brings to develop mm-hmm. the skills that's required to, to be employable. Mm-hmm. You know, do yeah. worry about that. We need to understand that and provide them with support. Yes. Do it, you know. We do, definitely. 
you know, I'm now talking about really the, the as a parent and as an employer, mm-hmm. you know, we need to, have to show a level of understanding of how to bridge that gap for people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wonder from your experience and with the organisations that you've, you're working with, what do they have anything in place to support the parents? Because if the children are, are struggling emotionally, they've not had the opportunity to build resilience. Some of them are feeling quite anxious as well, because I guess during the pandemic, they, were, yeah. they, they didn't leave home, they had limited contact, and then to be expected, miss, missing out on, is it two years um, mm. from school? And it's that social development side of it as well. Yeah. What role would you say that that, that organisations have in supporting parents and acknowledging how that can potentially impact upon their performance in the workplace? And I know I work with some young people who struggle to get into school and and the parents are in the session and they're stressed out of their head because they're late for work. You know, it's... I guess it's looking at the, the the taking a more holistic approach to sort of support. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, it does. It starts with schools, and it yeah. starts with us. You know, employers making links with schools, colleges, and educational providers. You know, mm-hmm. universities even as well. But it starts with us building the links with them, ensuring mm-hmm. that we're informing skills and colleges of what employability skills are required for. Mm-hmm our nature of work from, from the young people so definitely working with them um I actually work as a HR professional for schools that provide education to children with special educational needs mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about everyone having access to education yeah even if a mainstream system doesn't work for them mm-hmm. you know adapting the environment adapting the curriculum mm-hmm. ensuring that there is a dialogue between schools colleges and employers yeah and that we provide training uh, to build confidence for young people mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it might be that we're actually going into schools and presenting and giving them an idea of what it would be like in the working world and what type of things they'd be responsible for, what mm-hmm. skills we're looking for from them. But I'm really passionate that, you know, education equals opportunity. Yeah. And so if somebody's not getting the education, they've had gaps in their education mm-hmm. on and off for two years or mm-hmm. children with special educational needs not fitting into a mainstream system, yeah. that they we're cutting off their ability to achieve. We're cutting mm-hmm. off their ability to make choices and have all the opportunities they should have, you know. So, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's we have a duty to some degree as employers to help scaffold young people into the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, I feel really passionately about yeah. it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no, and, it, and it's great um, to to hear because I know that all organisations that it's not necessarily their priority. Yeah, as well, although it it should be because yeah, I think we're going to see this come to fruition. So there is a generation of young people, as I say, who were affected by the pandemic and we've not fully seen that come to fruition yet. Mm-hmm. I do know there are half a million people between the age of 16 and 24 that are currently unemployed. Mm-hmm. And that's statistically because some of them are just living at home with their parents and not yes. actually classed as unemployed. Yeah. The half a million people in this country that are young people in this country that are unemployed. Mm-hmm. And I do think 
know anecdotally and as a HR practitioner, as an mm-hmm. employer, that some of that is down to the fact that they haven't been able to develop the skills for employability. Yeah. And resilience is key to that. The mm-hmm. resilience to get up every day, get themselves ready, get into work, mm. work for seven or eight hours, deal with the new things they've got to get their heads around and get to grips with and build yeah. relationships and the challenges that come with that mm-hmm. and not give up. Yeah, not but when it gets tough mm-hmm. or it doesn't go as smoothly or they feel a bit uncomfortable, mm. you know, because yeah. they used to be able to give up or not go out or communicate yes. with from the bedrooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I do think we'll see. We, you know, we've got to tackle that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I say, I think it's it's a combination between schools, colleges, universities. Um, you know, government investment and mm-hmm. employers, employers yeah. doing what they can to attract and build the skills in yeah. people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, half a million now, but that's forty-five thousand up on last year. Yeah, so, right. You know, let's see how. I'm, I'm hoping that it won't be another forty-five thousand mm-hmm. more on the figures next year, and we're looking yeah. at you know an increase. But I do suspect there is a gap there that absolutely mm-hmm. needs to be filled yeah and it's the social skills and confidence mm-hmm. of our young people yeah mm-hmm. so it mm-hmm. sounds like the, there needs to be more partnerships amongst the, yeah the different organizations yeah. education and school and yeah. I guess it's taking responsibility the government for yeah. that um, yeah. as well as it's got to be like you said a holistic approach though yeah. parents do need to sort of set some boundaries but Mm. I do know that anecdotally again from having worked with schools seeing what the parents are telling us when they're coming in with their children as Mm -hmm. an employer and as a parent myself is seeing that you know there is an issue with parents being able to instill that uh that you know that level of resilience and routine Mm -hmm. yeah I hope that more is done to support them time will tell won't it time time will tell and it does require um, investment as well but just moving on to the rivers to resilience model I know you've touched upon it a little earlier Mm -hmm. so there's yeah there's seven rivers in the rivers to resilience model I just wondered which which of these would you say have been maybe most instrumental in building your your personal um, resilience yeah the one that stands out to me the most is the emotional awareness it because that's the one that, that you know, there's the regulation of emotions that yes. I have to do all the time and mm-hmm. teach others to ensure that, you know, understanding of your emotional awareness and self-regulation mm-hmm. uh, in work, in the workplace is key. Yeah. It, it also reminds me of, I, I deliver a, a leadership and management development course. And on that course, I always reference Daniel Goleman, mm-hmm. who is, you might be aware, the American psychologist. Yeah. Um, and he's his work I find really really helpful mm-hmm. and I always tell people because I think a little bit of theory can go a long way oh yes it's it's important yeah definitely yeah. to understand so, what you know as leaders and managers if we adapt our skills and grow and develop and learn through our daily experiences but a little bit of theory can help us approach things in a more structured way mm-hmm. and you don't need to read the whole book you just mm-hmm. need to get a flavour of it and then you'll remember it. Daniel mm-hmm. Goldman talks about leadership toolkit, which I love. Mm-hmm. So, and I literally physically think of a tool belt, you know. Right, one, yeah. One of, one of the tools might be a tissue when people, you know, are upset mm-hmm. and need support, you know. Yeah. 
and another one might actually be a hammer when you need to give people yeah. like, you know direct instructions <laughs> yes. you know because they're just not getting it and so yeah. Yeah, I do love the idea of a leadership toolkit mm-hmm. but he says um I mean it's a, it's a book that he wrote in the 90s called emotional intelligence and why it matters more than IQ yes I've yeah got that. I've got that book yeah <laughs> yeah so I love that book because it says that to be a good leader to be a good manager to be a person who supports others like I am as a HR practitioner mm-hmm. you absolutely need emotional awareness you absolutely need self-awareness yeah um self-awareness because if you don't reflect on your own emotions and how you're feeling then you can't manage them Mm-hmm. And then you also need it to read others around yeah. you. Yeah. So that's the social awareness, reading mm-hmm. how other people are and understanding and therefore adapting your communication mm-hmm. style yeah. to be effective for the mm-hmm. others around you. And that's the relationship management element. So mm-hmm. definitely emotional awareness and regulation is really important and he says things like you know great leaders have great emotional awareness Uh, they really really do Mm -hmm. if you think about who's an example of someone that's a good leader and a bad leader it's really evident yes (laughs) who do we respect and look up to as someone that was a great leader and who do we not respect and Mm -hmm. why and it's probably because they're not in touch with their emotions and they're not self-aware Disconnected um, from the real, I can I can think of a few, but I'm not going to say the names. But well, I, I do use some examples. I'm quite yeah. happy to say. Yeah. So I mean, this isn't about politics. This is about yeah. people. So I'll say Barack Obama had a brilliant emotional intelligence and was able to connect with people on mm-hmm. their level. You know, roll his sleeves up, take his tie off, sit yeah. down at the table, really connect with people, and you know, have a great emotional awareness. Whereas Donald Trump oh, has God. no social, he's got no social skills. He's got no emotional awareness. It's no. all about him. Yeah. It's not about the other people around him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think emotional awareness is really, really mm-hmm. important. Yeah, and I like that example as well, Martina, because I think Barack Obama is warm and friendly and caring, but by God, he had to be resilient. Mm-hmm. You know, to be to be president of the United States, yes. the challenges that he faced. Mm. Over all the challenges that he had personally and professionally Mm -hmm. and you know having the senate voting against most of what he wanted to put Mm -hmm. through picking himself back up and doing it over again and again to try and put his agenda out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but without being you know arrogant the way that Donald Trump is yeah and it filters through organizations doesn't it when you've got strong leaders when they're resilient and that can help to I guess to create um, resilient cultures as well so when the uncertainty arises or when some change needs to be implemented the actual employees are more prepared for that change and more open to it as well yeah you're absolutely right so this is something that I do try to support businesses with which is you know if leaders in a business uh demonstrate that they are calm they are intuitive they are adaptable and they're resilient when Mm. challenges come and they use the right language and approach with their teams about how to calmly deal with that yeah they'll then they'll gain credibility and respect and people will follow through that Mm -hmm. feeling you know that that they're in control and that that it you know 
everything is fixable. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that you that you chose the you know the emotional awareness. That I guess it's the first river in in the rivers to resilience model. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there because essentially if you're if you can't locate yourself, if you're not self-aware, you don't understand yourself, you don't know what's going on, you're not yeah. able to actually implement any strategies to build yeah. your resilience. I think it's like the blind leading the the blind. Yeah. And I yeah. always use the analogy of like a GPS or a sat nav. You've got to in order to locate yourself, you've got to pull in the right destination. Mm-hmm. And with resilience, you need to understand where you are. Where are you on like a scale of naught to 10 with resilience? Mm-hmm. And if you know where you are, then you know what steps you need to take to get to that, that end goal. So that's what we need yeah. to do as, yeah. in, as individuals. Yeah. And our resilience fluctuates as well, doesn't it? Depending yeah. on the situation, what yeah. we're facing. I know in COVID, a lot of our resilience mm-hmm. levels and resilience tank was a little bit low. Yeah. Lockdown yeah. restrictions. Oh gosh, it was just constant. Yeah, and even now with the cost of living crisis, just everything is just absolutely yeah, yeah. So resilience does fluctuate. Yeah, and then that kind of goes hand in hand with your ability to cope with stress. So the stress management one. Yeah, because if you can self-regulate, if you can be emotionally aware and understand why you're feeling the way you are, or you know, it's no no wonder I'm feeling upset. No wonder I'm feeling stressed because the amount of things on my plate has increased. Yes, and or the challenges I'm facing are bigger than usual. So I'll Mm. forgive myself for feeling upset. I'll forgive myself for feeling stressed. Mm -hmm. And then I'm able to cope with it better. Yes, the stress management for me goes hand in hand with that. Mm -hmm. You'd be better at stress management if you're more self-aware. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's also then ensuring that you can spot the signs spot mm-hmm. the triggers yes. before it starts to really impact your own well-being yes yes yeah and that's that self-awareness as well isn't it T- taking that time out to actually just be with yourself and understand yourself understand what what is actually what is happening why are you responding in a certain way what what are your triggers yeah. but sometimes we can just our life can just be so busy it's like you're on a treadmill and, and, and you you just don't stop but you've yeah. got to train yourself to stop on even if it means carving it out in the diary 10 minutes just to be mindful or go for a walk or whatever sometimes you've got to you've got it but not sometimes all the time you've got to be intentional you've got to you've got to put that time aside because you are a priority and I think when you focus on the benefits of resilience then I would say you're more likely to to Mm. prioritize it as well and then once you've spotted those signs and you feel that's that's happening and it's starting to get you stressed and affecting your own well-being, it will impact on you and everyone around you. Yes, yeah. And that's when you need to move to the other rivers of resilience, such as, you know, physical, because sometimes your physical health, you know, go off and do something, yes. take a walk, yeah. do a class, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do something physical or do something mindful, like you said, yeah. Yeah. you know to sort of self-regulate mm-hmm. yeah that holistic yeah. approach is, is i definitely advocate that and we're all different so i guess it's about knowing what works for you what's worked in the past yeah. if it's worked then keep continue doing it yeah. if it's not and if it's not aligned with your values well don't do it because it's probably going to yeah. frustrate and you as employment from you know from an employer perspective you know good employers will offer these things to this to their staff mm-hmm. will understand when you know 
won't know there'll be times peaks and troughs where we're asking a lot of our employees mm-hmm. and people do feel you know they've, they've worked and worked and worked and worked and they need some time out mm-hmm. and for us to recognize that and provide them with the opportunities to take it mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's part of a, it should be part of a reward package and part of the benefit system is yeah. well-being and support uh good employers will recognize the importance of that mm-hmm. yeah 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 so in closing, I want to kind of ask you, if you could have a conversation with your younger self, what would you say? Um, yeah, what would you say to your younger self? What would you want them to know? Do you know what? Like a lot of people, uh, I had a bit of imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely to believe in myself, to yeah. trust my gut. Mm-hmm. You know, um, sometimes I think over the years when I look back at my younger self, I, I, there was a lot of doubt about, you know, sometimes I wouldn't follow the crowd. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel differently and want to do something that wasn't the same as my peers. Mm-hmm. But I'd do it anyway because mm-hmm. I wanted, didn't want to stand out. I right. wanted to please people. Yeah. So, yeah, believe in yourself. Have the courage of your conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fantastic. Um, I think I mentioned this once to you before, but I'd, I'd love to write a book for, for teenagers mm-hmm. called Who, What, Me, Really? Because, ah, you know, right. I think, who, what, me, really? Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Why not you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why oh, can't I you dream that. big? Why yeah. can't you dream big? Why can't you go out and achieve? Why can't you? If anyone puts some time and effort in, yeah. they can make something happen. So that. Love the idea that you go back and tell your younger mm-hmm. self, really, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. You know, life really is what you make it. Yes, it is. It is. I totally agree with that. So, I guess you've thrown it out there to, to the listeners. It's about <laughs> them t- taking it on board, implementing it, and developing that resilient mindset. And as I've been mm-hmm. kind of talking to you through this episode, I can yeah clearly see that you're, you're full of resilience optimism and that's just yeah fantastic to to observe and thank you for for sharing on, on today's podcast and before we end I'd love to know how can our listeners how can they get be connect get connected with you so they can find me Carolyn Preston on LinkedIn and also by email so mm-hmm. they can find me on holistic hruk at outlook.com mm-hmm. um yeah okay fantastic to reach out then they're very welcome to um yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I I love your podcast because I think resilience is such an important skill mm-hmm. and it's something we don't value enough in terms mm-hmm. of teaching people yeah. in, in it as employers or in schools because it creates, you know, it's so important to have people who are capable of dealing with whatever challenges life mm-hmm. throws at them mm-hmm and believe in themselves don't sweat the small stuff Mm -hmm. yes oh I love that (laughs) oh thank you it's been such a pleasure having you here today thanks for having me thanks again for listening to another episode of rivers to resilience to keep up to date connect with us online at www.rafatherapyservices.com and on all social media platforms it's your time to be revived restored and refocused.